on 90.3 KRNU. This is My Mom's Mix. My name is Sam and this is a weekly show where I sit down with my mom and or stepmom and we walk through their lives via music. This is my stepmom, Tracy. Hello. This week, we're going to be looking at musicals. Ooh, that's a topic that can be really diversive. I know, and I think it's going to be really interesting because out of the two of you, my mom and you, my stepmom, Tracy, I definitely feel like you're the one who probably has a little bit more of the nerdy musical knowledge. I mean, yeah, some people who only know me as an acquaintance or tangentially, they probably not think that I dig musicals. But yeah, there there are a few musicals I do dig and and there may be some things out there that that I dig that I would consider musicals that some people might not. Well, and I think the reason I say that really comes from and mom likes musicals. Oh, yeah. Not to say she doesn't, you know, you have this interest in indie music. You kind of have this. I mean, I don't want you to take offense to this very, very stereotypical theater kid kind of energy in today's world. Possibly. I mean, your mom was the theater kid, though. That's kind of shocking to me in some ways. I think mom did everything. Mom did a lot. I mean, she, yeah, she was, she was very active in the arts and in high school and probably less so in college because when she did go to college, she was, uh, you know, she was a mom. So. Well, and you did singing. So I guess I was just kind of shocked that you didn't do theater. Was there a reason why? I had debilitating stage fright. And I still have debilitating stage fright. But there were a few things that I did branch out on and and try to do. And and singing in chorus was easy for me because I wasn't the only one out there. I, I will say, I think it was my senior year. We always did like this rock and roll talent show at our high school. And I finally... Uh, and it was sponsored by the the choral department. And I finally did audition and get a couple of songs. They weren't songs that I enjoyed because it was, you know, like a popular contest. But I think, what did I sing? I sang uh, a ballad by Europe, When the Children Cry. And I sang Sweet Child of Mine. And, but that was a big deal. I was scared to death, but also energized once I did actually sing the songs and and perform on stage. And it was only, you know, it was a weekend. We had, you know, a couple of matinees and and one evening show. Yeah, I remember... That was always my problem, I think, with performing. I mean, I played cello for, you know, 10 years, just about, and performing all through that, because I started playing cello in the fourth grade. And performing is kind of a huge part of learning how to play instruments or sing, I'm assuming. Like Absolutely. Part of what, when you take a class like that is learning how to perform. But I remember when I did do choir, because I always, sometimes I wish I kept doing choir, because I think, you know, I, I like to sing. Oh, absolutely. I'm not, you know, I'm not very good. Well, I'm not very had... good either, but I enjoy singing and yeah, you, you have to suffer through it occasionally when I cook because I like to play music when I cook and I sing along and, you know, you know, 
bless your hearts for having to f- live through that. Well, yeah. And I remember there was a talent show in my middle school. I'm so glad mom and mom didn't go, but I, I'm not sure why she didn't go. I was going to say your mom I went to think everything. I hid it to her, from her. Oh. I don't remember doing that on purpose, but I think if she had known. She would have been Because I was practicing for weeks. It was something that was planned ahead of time. I was doing the song. What song? You want to see me be brave. Oh, brave. Say what? Yeah. No. Uh, Sarah Bareilles. I was. I don't know how to say her last name, but I was doing that song, I believe, and which was really big at the time. It was the same time that that song, um, "Cause I'm Happy Singing Along." Oh yeah, Happy. Yeah, the same time that that song was popular. So the song was popular, and I remember I practiced for weeks. I worked really hard to try and memorize the lyrics, and I got on stage, and right before I went up. First of all, I was also sick. I, I, you know, of course, as what happens during spring, it was the end of the semester. Yeah, you probably had allergies. and Yeah, it was. And so I was really stuffed up. And so I knew, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to sound great, but I've committed to this. And so I go to get up on the stage and somebody tells me, actually, we're going to cut you short. Oh, because wow. we've gone too long with the other performances. So we're starting to cut people short. We'll just we'll just like signal to you oh, when that, we're going to cut it off. That stinks. That stinks. And so I'm like, and this is right as I'm walking on stage. So I go to walk on stage and I'm just like, oh, my God. And then I start to sing and I probably sounded terrible. I was really nervous and I was sick. Not that, I mean, yeah, I'm not the best singer, but I also didn't realize they were going to project the lyrics to the song above me oh, and behind me so I can't see it. So what happened was I started getting nervous and I start forgetting the lyrics. So I just start. And if you heard the song, the background is like, it's the same stuff over and over again. So I kind of just start because I'm like, oh, when are they going to cut me off? And so I just start like singing the chorus over and over. But I start to realize, oh my gosh, they're, they can see <laughs> I'm making mistakes. Oh, well. Um, so I was someone, I had, I had a lot of friends who did theater but it was like after that experience in middle school, because there wasn't really a theater in middle school. Right. I never, I could never. I will say, you know, especially since we're talking about um, musicals, when I was in college, I, most of my friends were queer and a lot of my friends were drag queens. And at some point, I think in college, it was probably towards the end of college, uh, a friend of mine wanted to do Sweet Transvestite as one of his numbers as a drag queen. And so they they did recruit people to basically do the time warp ahead of his sweet transvestite number. So my best friend, Randy, was Riff Raff and I was recruited as Magenta and we had a lot of our time warp dancers. And of course, it was at a dance club that did drag shows and that was fun. I was nervous, even though it was a performance, but it was just, you know, I had my little maid's outfit with my combat boots and somebody gave me this raggedy red wig to wear. And so I'm doing my my business. You know, of course, there are poles to swing around because, you know, we're we're all on the dance floor doing the time warp. And of course, nobody, none of these lovely drag queens, you know, pinned my wig to me. 
and I had no idea how to do it. So I'm dancing and and going through the moves and doing the number and the wig flies off or, it you know, it's slipping off. So I just grab it and I just twirl it over my head and toss it into the crowd, which everybody, you know, ah, it's, it was great. It was fun. It was fun. So and then I continue on with my my magenta performance. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. It's just a jump to the left. Put your hands on your hips.
things like that I did find fun. I still have debilitating stage fright, but there were there were times when yeah, it was it was, you know, exhilarating. And I and I understand why that is uh, such a draw to performers. I absolutely do. But it was something that I did uh, very few and far between. Well, and I think, you know, the Rocky Horror Picture Show is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love that movie. I love that movie. And uh, Sweet Transvestite is just this iconic song well you 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 just cannot beat tim curry tim curry it and i did i i stalked him once in new orleans (laughs) he's much shorter than i thought he was at the time this was back in the 90s friend of mine said that was tim curry no no it can't be he was too short so we stalked him for a couple of blocks and yeah it was tim curry it's kind of crazy, and I've talked to you about this in the past, that that film was released in 1973, and it was so, it is so illicitly, or I'm sorry, it's so explicitly LGBT. Oh, absolutely. It was, you know, and I didn't know about it until I was at least in high school, which would have been in the mid 80s to late 80s. Yeah, I'm really surprised that it was produced and I'm really surprised that it was produced that early because, yeah, again, and we've talked about it on this show before. Yeah. In 19, you know, 87, 88, 89, me in Arkansas, I, yeah, I knew about Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I still was not comfortable in coming out, even to my closest friends. You know, I had one that I did come out to, but. Yeah. I mean, we had talked about it before. And I think there's other musicals that were more just not as explicitly LGBT at the time. But it's so shocking. I mean, and shocking in not a bad way, but I remember watching it and I, w- I looked up, it was 1973 and I was just shocked. Yeah, that it was that early. Yeah. And, but and It's a great film. I... I think it's a great film. Well, I mean, I loved it. I mean, it's funny. It's super cheesy. It's, you know. But that's the point. Yeah. It's not trying to be anything but fun. Absolutely. It's supposed to be fun. And, and it is. And, you know, I'm sorry. I, I, Tim Curry is an icon. He always was for me growing up in the eighties and nineties. And I think another iconic, well, let me tell a story. Uh, when I was younger, when you originally moved to Nebraska, I think I was 12. Mm-hmm. I really liked musicals. That was actually, my mom had designed my bedroom to be musical themed. It, yeah. You had lots of different posters. Well, and- my favorite movie was Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. I don't really know. It's weird when you think of yourself as a kid. Like I have this obsession with it that I don't quite understand now, but. And I remember when you first moved here you had the sound of music and you loved the sound of like oh. I was I remember I was I when you we would watch it because I was just like oh my gosh you like musicals and I don't know if you played that up because I was like a kid and you were like oh no that was just part the sound of music was one film that I just absolutely adored I loved Julie Andrews I loved the sound of music it's super cheesy but it was just something that I always, uh, from a child, just gravitated towards. Well, and that film is also really long. Yeah, I think it's like three and a half or I at think least three, three hours. hours. Yeah. At least three hours, yeah. 
and I love that movie. And I remember the only time I really got to see musicals when I was a kid was when they were showed. We had a music class. It was one of the, you know, you're in grade school and mm-hmm. I don't know how your school worked, but we would cycle out special classes. I don't remember what they were called, but it would be like every other day you go to like gym or every other day you go to music. So music was one of the classes that were required I mean, as required. I mean, you took the kids to music class. You're like a little kid. And they would show DVDs of musicals. And that was pretty much the only place that I could see musicals because, you know, the, that kind of stuff doesn't play on cable television. Not not as much not anymore. Consistently. They used to play The Sound of Music at Christmas time-ish mm. or late fall. So, yeah, back when I was a child, that's when I would see it was played, you know, on broadcast television in the, the late fall or, or near Christmas time. And, yeah, I just absolutely loved it. And I will say I did one time visit New York City and Victor Victoria was on Broadway with Julie Andrews and I got to see her there. And Victor Victoria, also another musical, a woman playing a man playing a woman. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, uh, goes back to my queer roots. That it was another musical that I absolutely adored. Did you have a favorite song from The Sound of Music? Uh, my favorite song, oddly enough, was not sung by Julie Andrews. Uh, my favorite song, oh, which it's Edelweiss. It's Edelweiss. Edelweiss is always just, I don't know, it just seems so heartfelt. Why didn't you tell me? What? To bring along my harmonica. You know, 
I knew how to play that. I know how to play that on cello. Do you? Yep. You'll have to play it for me. It's, it's uh, the dad. Yeah. So it has a pretty, his voice is kind of matches up with it's, the cello It's a really baritone. Well. Yeah. 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 Uh, the other song that I, I find that's really fun is the one where they're doing the puppeteers. Oh my gosh. And you know what? I always thought that was creepy when I was younger. Yeah, I mean, it is a little creepy, but I don't know. I, I liked it, and I don't know the name of the song, but it's when they're doing the marionette uh, show for the dad and his new fiance. But yeah, I'm just... The Lonely Goat The Lonely Goat Herd, yes. And that one's just fun. High on the hill was a lonely goat herd. Lay, go to lay, go to lay. Loud was the voice of the lonely goat in a town that was quite remote heard lay but lay but lay lusty and clear from the goat herd's throat heard lay but lay but Of a castle moat heard lay or lay or lay on a road with a load to tug her lay or lay or men in the midst of a tall goat heard lay or lay or lay men drinking beer with a foam afloat heard lay or lay or definitely want to talk about Wicked. Wicked. We went and saw that together, didn't we? Yeah, at the Orpheum in Omaha. I don't, a couple years ago. Uh It was was pre-COVID. 
COVID? It's def. It was definitely pre-COVID. It's oh been gosh. it's been a little while. Five years. Yeah. No, I have pictures of you guys, you and your sister, and yeah, it's. I was it, not fifteen. There's no way. Sixteen. I, I no. I I think you may have been fourteen, fifteen. No, no. I was in high school. Maybe. Was I drive? I don't you know. You were not driving. It was the absolute best thing I've ever seen. It was awesome. Even that show you know, is fantastic. Yeah, it I was. I want to go back. It was. It was a good show, and and I did. I yeah, I absolutely enjoyed it. It wasn't something that I had an affinity for beforehand, but it was something I wanted to see because I you know it. It, it was a very popular show and we had the opportunity to see it uh, at the Orpheum. And yeah, we really, we all, all four of us enjoyed it. Uh, you, your younger sister and, and Isabel and I, we absolutely enjoyed the show. Oh, it's hard to pick a song from Wicked. Yeah, there are lots. Oh, you know one that's, well, there's Defying Gravity. But oh, Defying Gravity. Yeah, that's the iconic song that everyone knows. Elphaba, why couldn't you stay calm for once instead of flying off the handle? I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy now. I hope you're happy how you hurt your cause forever. I hope you think you're clever. I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy too. I hope you're proud how you would grovel in submission to feed your own ambition. Now, Elfie, listen to me. Just say you're sorry. You can still be with the wizard. What you've worked and waited for, you can have all you ever wanted. I know. But I don't want it. No. I can't want it anymore. Something has changed within me. Something is not the same. I'm through with playing by the rules of someone else's game. Too late for second guessing Too late to go back to sleep It's time to trust my instincts Close my eyes And leap It's time to try to Someone says they're so Some things I cannot change But till I try I'll never know Too long I've been afraid of Losing love I guess I lost Well if that's love It comes at much too high a
Linda, come with me. Think of what we could do together. Unlimited. Together we're unlimited. Together we'll be the greatest team there's ever been. Glenda, dreams the way we planned them. If we work in tandem, there's no fight we Choosing this, you too. I hope it brings you bliss. I really hope you get it, and you don't live to regret it. I hope you're happy in the end. I hope you're happy, my. I think the other one is Defying Gravity Everybody Knows. And the vocal range is actually wonderful. What's demanded for that song. Yeah, it's... Um, it's it, it has a, that really high pitch. Well, that's the... I think that's the reason uh, what... Uh, is it Kristen Chenoweth? I'm not sure about her first name. But Chenoweth, yeah, that's... She was the high soprano and she, you know, just... I think she nailed her, her career on that. Well, and I think... Other than that song, because it is, I, I mean, I've heard it used for auditions all the time for theater. The Wizard and I was one of my favorite ones. Oh, yeah. I that's just, a good one. I always felt like, you know, I always felt bad for, you know, the Wicked Witch character in the musical because it kind of paints a different way of looking at things where, you know, someone who is made out to be weird and, and not, you know, pale and beautiful. Right. Kind of is excited to ha to have somebody 
it was accepting of them. And that's kind of what the wizard and I like the song is. It's, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Finally, somebody is going to me. accept me. Yeah. Oh, Miss Elphaba, many years I have waited for a gift like yours to appear. Why, I predict the wizard could make you his magic grand vizier. My dear, my dear, I'll write at once to the wizard. Tell him of you in advance. With a talent like yours, dear, there is a definite chance if you work as you should. You'll be just happen? Have I actually understood this weird quirk I've tried to suppress or hide is a talent that could help me meet the wizard if I make good so I'll make Once I prove my worth And then I meet the wizard What I've waited for since, since birth And with all his wizard wisdom By my looks, he won't be blinded Do you think the wizard is dumb? Or like Munchkin, so small-minded? No, he'll say to me, I see who you truly are With the wizard, my whole life will change. Cause once you're with the wizard, no one thinks you're strange. No father is not proud of you. No sister acts ashamed. And all of us have to love you when by the wizard you're acclaimed. And this gift or this curse.
sounds truly crazy And true, the vision's hazy But I swear someday there'll be A celebration throughout ours That's all to do you because growing up with you since you were 12 another musical that I know that you have very fond ties with is the labyrinth oh no I love the labyrinth but you know I have a big crush on the goblin king so well, just <laughs> David Bowie was a sexy mf'er you know I mean he really was he was always a sexy guy but my favorite song we've we have previously played dance magic which probably would be the top of my obvious list I think that's the top of ever from that movie from that film my favorite song other than that dance magic so he sends a magic orb to Sarah who has fallen asleep to kind of show her the dream she could be living without her little brother. Yeah, if she stops. And I, not to mention, you know, David Bowie looks really hot in this scene, but part of it was, you know, there weren't fun dances. No, no. This was kind of a scary scene. I never thought it was scary. I thought, I mean, I think I just thought Sarah was hot. I thought Jareth was hot. I was just like, I want to go oh. dancing in the orb. You know, it's kind of creepy. Don't get me wrong. Now that I'm an adult and I see like, oh, it's David Way, like a grown man. And then like Sarah is actually 15. Yeah, that that's a little creepy. Yeah. In hindsight, this scene is really gross. <laughs> when, you, a- when you nail it down with brass tacks yeah well he's like chasing her and but (laughs) jareth is the goblin king and he's a hot well jareth wanted to marry a 15 year old girl so it was like kind of weird but you notice even in this song and the filming kind of shows you what looks like more of a romantic thing but you notice in none of the music david bowie made for the movie it wasn't explicitly romantic oh no none of it was although it seems like the film is kind of made to i mean jareth has a line where he asks her to marry him yeah or well, says like oh you can marry you can be queen you can here. be queen yeah but i i mean i just always loved this song it was so when i say romantic not in like not in the sense you hear it usually used i mean it's romantic in the sense that i think of romantic poets it was just it was kind of broadly just when it's dreamy dreamy yeah exactly and that's that the was, point it's yeah. this dream f- a sequence and it, and it is a dream sequence where sarah is you know she has no idea where she is such a sad love Deep in your eyes It kind of held you Open and closed Within your eyes I'll place the sky Within your eyes 
that was As the World Falls Down from The Labyrinth featuring David Bowie. My name is Sam and I'm joined by my stepmom Tracy today. Oh, did you hear the Phantom of the Opera is closing on Broadway? Oh no. And and that's another one. 35 years. That's another one I love. I think Phantom of the Opera is the longest running Broadway show. It it is at this point. It had been Cats, but yeah. Yeah. Now it's Phantom like of the cats. Opera. I don't like cats. No either. cats in this episode. No cats. No. And the funny thing, when the London production uh, recorded and put out back then, I had cassette tapes. It was the two cassette tape recording of the London production. And I raced to Peaches Records and Tapes, which I'm not even sure it exists anymore in Little Rock and I got the two cassette album I guess and I played that at you know max volume in my little car sorry yeah my car did not have a cassette tape player I had a boom box in the back seat because I had an AM radio and that was it. But I would play it at top volume, running around Little Rock and North Little Rock. And I just, I loved, I could like basically recite the entire performance. And, you know, it just, oh, in the ballroom, the uh, masquerade. I loved that one. Yeah, Andre, what a splendid party. The prologue to a bright new year. <laughs> Quite a night, I'm impressed. Well, one does one's best. Here's to us. I must say all the same that it's a shame that phantom fellow isn't here. <laughs> What a blessed release and what a masquerade. Think of 
fit a secret engagement to look your future bright. Just think of it. Why is it secret? What have we to hide? Please let us free. Wait till the time When is will that be? It's an engagement, not a crime. Christine, what are you afraid of? Let's not Let's argue. Let's not argue. Please pretend I can only hope I'll understand in Yeah, Phantom of the Opera would become one of the first musicals that I began to really identify with. I don't know why. I always really liked Beauty and the Beast, and I don't. I think that probably speak. I don't know what about me. <laughs> I'm not sure what that says about me, but Beauty but it's, and the, it's a very similar story. It is, and I think I mean in Beauty and the Beast, I loved that. I loved that Belle was a smart princess. I think that's what I kind of identified with. I don't think like. I've ever been interested in the villain to lovers part of it, but I just had always really loved this idea of, you know, an intelligent woman, a successful woman who is able to see past, you know, is able to see things for what they are, for three dimensional, able to see people in this three dimensional way. And don't get me wrong. I mean, Christine, I mean, it's so she's a little damsel in distress, but I think the music was just so, and I also loved the story of, I mean, the villain, the phantom. 
Well, yeah. You kind of had this tragic story that I don't think obviously justified all the, the kidnapping, you know, the kidnapping and like the murdering, not like a just, I'm not trying to, oh, I'm just getting hot in here. I'm just, <laughs> I just, I always thought it was interesting. And this was at a time where I felt like stories were very much hero villain. Right. Well, and it, yeah, and it's very, you know, they tried to make it a little more nuanced, but it's, it's pretty much, yeah, black and white. And, you know. Well, they introduced the reason somebody might break bad, if you will. Like, now you see that a lot. Oh, And I think it's probably oversaturated. And you see anti-heroes a whole lot more now. But um, with the fan of the opera, I just, I loved the masquerade. I think might have been my favorite too, to be honest. But I also loved the one, this is cheesy, but the the love song that oh, she yeah. sings with. Think of me. Yeah, think of me. Think of me always. Yeah. I loved it's that song. It's a beautiful song. Think of me, think of me fondly when we've said goodbye. Remember me once in a while. Please promise me. Mademoiselle, please. These things do happen. See, these things do happen. Well, until you stop these things happening, this thing does not happen. Christine Dye could sing it, sir. The chorus girl? Let her sing for you, monsieur. She has been well taught.
But I guess the other musical that becomes kind of important is Rant. Oh, that was another one I owned the cassette, the dual cassette version of because, yeah, it that was it came out, I think, in the maybe early 90s when the 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 recording came out that and I had that and I played it all of the time. What was your favorite song? Well, of course it was... I don't know the numbers. (laughs) 5,100. Yeah. Whatever that was. Oh, Seasons of Love. Seasons of Love. (laughs) 525,600 minutes. 525,000 moments, oh dear. 
course, my favorite song was Seasons of Love. Well, and, and that was another, it was the 90s given and not like as early as Rocky Horror, but it was another LGBT yeah, musical. Absolutely. And there was, there was still an AIDS crisis at that point. Yeah. Well, and you tell me how you feel about this. It was just... I felt music and especially musicals, the theater world, and the reason it attracts so many LGBT people is just because it, it kind of became, I don't know the history of this, but just from my observation, this safe space. Yeah. And in I, a lot of ways, you don't see very many musicals, you know, that are, it just seems like a medium that where that allows a safe space for expression and also different gender. And, well, and you, you do know no one on Broadway is going to turn away a queer dancer, singer, actor, yeah. whatever. And the other thing is no community theater whether it's in Beatrice or L.A. or God knows where, Akron, Ohio, nobody is in the theater is going to turn away a queer actor, singer who can bring something to their stage. And I think it's really heartwarming to see how musical theater kind of became a home for people who felt different, but... Yeah. What did you think of today's mix? I, you know, I think we have a lot of different musical interests here. I mean, there's the old school, there's the, you know, 80s-ish, but music brings everyone together. And I think that's what's important. I, t- I mean, I totally agree with that. I'm Sam, and I was joined by my stepmom, Tracy, today. My mom's mix will be back next week on 90.3 KRNU. 